Welcome to the Autonomous Vehicle Daily Tech Podcast. My name is Hassan Akram. I am the host of the Autonomous Vehicle Safety and Security Podcast. This is my second podcast. And in this podcast, we will be broadcasting focused discussion on technical subject matter. Enjoy the podcast and thank you so much for listening. Hi, Hassan. Hi, everyone. Hello. Good to see you. Yes. Yes, Suraj, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself, what you do, your background, and, and ask your question. I am SOTIF expert and ISO expert working within Continental. And I'm uh, looking after L3 and L2 plus driving projects, mainly supporting development of safety concepts for such kind of uh, functions. Before I jump into question once again, whatever accidents that we have so far seen on the field, consider Tesla accident or GM cruise or even Uber, what I understood was all the accidents were because of combinational hazards that we have seen. When I say combination of hazards, my question is, are you considering any method to ensure that all possible combination of hazards you have covered and so you have enough number of scenarios against that if i validate my function i will be able to say that now it will be foreseeably safe to launch my validated function onto the streets the problem that i'm seeing is that you you, you cannot connect all the different scenarios and circumstances that are needed to to make the self-driving car really safe if we take a look to the human behavior we are learning from from the history and from being a child and we are reacting very often and intuitively and this is somehow what you cannot really teach to a deep learning or, or machine learning algorithm on, on how to react react in, in that situation this is not really possible and you can't connect all the different scenes and scenarios and use cases corner cases that we have out there in the world. It's, from my perspective, not possible. I totally agree with Florian. I think the way we have to define a roadmap towards autonomous vehicle is the first generation of autonomous vehicles should be somehow geofenced. I really like the question because, like Florian said, it's just not possible to cover all the scenarios and we'll never be able to achieve that. There is no question about it because it's just too, too vast. It's almost infinite. Now, what we can do is we can always go first geofenced. And once we start geofenced, we'll be learning a lot. By geofence, I mean, what is the difference between a train and a geofenced autonomous lane? Do you see there isn't any difference other than technology? It's practically a train. And we do have a lot of experience in, in trains. So we can use that experience in order to learn how to go toward autonomous vehicle in a geofenced environment. And that should be the first generation before we even think about the level four, the level five that we talk about. When people say level four, level five, what do they mean? If by level four, level five, you mean one car able to handle every scenario, then I totally disagree that we're, we, we, I, I think we're far, far away from it. And I would quote uh, the CEO of Waymo, John Krafczyk, who's very honest about the standpoint of technology. And he said they'll not be able to make such vehicle that'll be driving autonomously in all weather condition under all circumstances. That's just not possible. Okay. Uh, thank you for 
all the replies. Thank you, Suraj.